Hey, it's Garen here. Inflation keeps rising. There won't be a better time than right now to replace the roof following the storm damage. Let the Shamrock team treat you to a free inspection and will replace the damage with the best roof at the best price. One call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. It's time for the Midwest Outdoors with Fred Ramsey and Mark Tobin. Brought to you by Reed Chevrolet, the Hearing Connection in St. Joe, the Sports Medicine Store, and Sportsman's Outfitters and Marine. Now, here are Fred Ramsey and Mark Tobin. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Midwest Outdoors. I have assembled a motley crew in here this morning. That is an understatement. It is, isn't it? <laughs> that voice you hear is my co-host, my dearest friend, Mark Tobin, the grand poobah of the lawn business, <laughs> Tobin Lawn. In January, he's mowing grass because he's that good. Snoop, scoop the snow off of it and mow it. It can be a challenge, but it keeps us busy. <laughs> it keeps you busy. Mm-hmm. I took your advice. You, you, I went and mowed the back back 40 back there. Mowed it down short? Yeah. Yeah. And it, you could see it respond. It's already, you know, that was last Saturday, I think it was. It kind of come back a little bit. Oh, it makes such a big difference. You know, you got all that brown that occurs as the grass goes dormant over the winter. And if you don't remove that, it insulates the soil. The soil doesn't warm up as quick, and mm-hmm. the grass doesn't green up as quick. So if you remove that, then it'll green up quick, quicker. But the other thing is, if you don't remove that brown, then when you do start mowing, once it finally does green up and start to grow, every time you mow, you cut back to that brown that's mm-hmm. there now. Mm-hmm. And so it always looks better before you mow it than after you mow it looks like you cut the color out of the grass every time. So, yeah, it's that time. This is the time to go ahead and do it. I but the other thing, the, you know, on, on the downside, you do uh, get it to green up quicker and it starts to grow a little bit quicker, and that can cut into your fishing time. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, mushroom picking. That's right. <clears throat> this should be the best mushroom year we've had in a long, it, long time. It better warm up. It's going to have past We bit. are, and, you know, it's cyclical according to uh, the mushroom, mushroom queen. Yeah. Um, but... It all gets all going to depend on whether or not it warms up. You, we've had some some really cool springs at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and that really has affected it. So we'll see. Uh, who's we'll the lady to, we have on with the mushrooms? Mother mu- Mother Mushroom. Teresa Maybrier. Yeah. Well, she's Mother smart. Mushroom. Yeah, we got to get her on. That's about that time. About that time. Yeah, it? won't be long. Turkeys are going to start gobbling. The crappie mm-hmm. moving in on the <laughs> bank. This is the time you call your boss and go, I'm sick, I can't make it. As a matter of fact... I went down to Lake of the Ozarks on Wednesday because it was raining here, so went on down there and had to take some patio furniture and stuff. <laughs> had down to, there. Yeah. I, I yeah. had to, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I hadn't. I'd been down a few times this year. I've got, you know, as you know, I've got a little place on Lake of the Ozarks and haven't caught any fish off the dock this year. Well, finally caught some off the dock. Itty um, bitty ones. Little bitty Itty ones. Itty bitty ones. One keeper bass, and it was in two foot water. I've got stake beds all around my dock, and it was in no water to speak of. And uh, went over to my nephew's dock. He's on the opposite side of the cove that I'm in, and he's got the creek channel run, mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. along his dock. And I, I wound up with 20, but I had 10 white bass. Whoa. And both the white bass and the crappie were in two to three foot of water. You have any witnesses to this statement? I have my brother. But, uh, well, that don't count. No, yeah, no. He lies worse Gary, than I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something wrong with Gary. What's wrong with him? You know, he, yeah, yeah, I, I love him. You know. He was dropped on his head when he was He's little. Been on the rings of Saturn and all that stuff. You know, I, I think it's in, well that and improper potty potty training. training like exactly. Said, yeah. What I was going to yeah. mention is yeah. improper potty training. 
I wonder how that worked. Do they spank you for pooping your pants? Is that what happens? Is that improper? well, you know, Brother Toby. He uh, when he was in the crib, you know, he was really little. Uh-huh. He had done that, but he took the diaper off and smeared it up all over my mom's bedroom wall. That wasn't very nice of him. Yeah, and then she found him, and he was scratching it in with his fingernails. I understand. That's Toby. Uh, well, uh, the <laughs> Tobin family. Yeah. <laughs> the Tobin family is <clears throat> in the studio with Bob and Casey Canton. I have to uh, start off the show with an apology to your wife. <laughs> That's okay. She's a nice lady, I'll bet. She to is. put up with you, she's got to be a nice lady. She's almost sainthood. And I made a joke, and I have these <laughs> tendencies of making jokes. Uh, there, People take them wrong, which I don't blame them. But uh, it, it, I said he's forced to go to his man cave, and that's not true. She's just so so nice, and I would apologize to her. I think she's listening this morning. She is. What's her name? Janet. Janet. Janet, I am so sorry. I was making a <laughs> joke. 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 It's bad joke, but I made the joke on the deal, so... Anyway, Janet, smile. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, so what the heck. Um, I'm going down Monday to fish out of Sturt Creek. Any advice? Just do what the guide tells you. Do, <laughs> don't guide the guide. <laughs> no, I, I was actually talking to Richard Bowling, and he says that the fishing is just incredible down there right now. And it's just stayed this way. And it, I mean, he... I haven't had a bad report from him in a, two years. I, you know, he's yeah. got the live scope down, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's an unfair advantage. I don't know. But right now, he's catching them. Now, yesterday, he fished out on the bluffs. He's been fishing up in the creek arms and coves and going as much as three-fourths of the way back into these creeks and coves and uh, as little as three to four foot of water. Now, yesterday, he did, wanted to try something different, so he stayed out on the main lake and little pockets out on the main mm-hmm. lake and off the bluffs, but as shallow as six foot of water and just finding gigantic schools of fish. I What's mean, water temperature? It's in the low 40s, low to mid 40s. Um, but, I, I mean, he's talking about schools of fish that are 30 yards long. Wow. Uh, just thousands and thousands of fish. And it just, that lake just, it, it just surprises me. The amount of pressure that it gets and the amount of fish that get caught out of it. And it still has those kind of numbers of fish. It's really an amazing fishery so the the crappie he he says is just on fire right now so but the color that he's doing best on is brown and orange and i've heard uh toby Lewandowski from the Ab- absolute uh fishing guides he's out fishing he's got to go out today uh, you, why not yeah i know well yeah. it's got to be raining he says not go on yeah go fishing he says not going to start till 10 so yeah. maybe he'll have a a limit before then but uh, he's been using a lure that has some orange in it, too. I don't know why I'm supposed to tell you that, but uh, there's something about the orange. I suppose it's crawdad. Well, at that brown and orange, you would definitely think that. Uh-huh. But I would definitely get something that has a little orange in it. Isn't this weird? Yeah. But yeah. Toby, the great thing about Toby, he is, I'm telling you, what, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet in the world. He's such a thoughtful guy. And if you want a lesson on electronics, he's the guy to do it. Um. And the thing about him is he won't just fish one lake. He's going to take you where he you think that you've got the best chance to catch fish. Makes sense. And it could be Clinton. It could be Melvern, uh, Pomona, Perry, Milford. He fishes them all. So you make sure to look him up and give him a call. It's uh, Tony Lewandowski, Absolute Fishing Guides. Now, are they shocking below the dam at Truman yet? I have not heard, but it's usually about this the time. beginning to middle of March. 
So I was going to call you yesterday and see if you get a hold of humans and see if they were shocking there or not. Yeah, I did not. I didn't talk. I to assume it would be. That's this is the time, and they haven't been running a lot of water, so uh, that's kind of a negative. The lake's about a foot high right now. And Truman is a foot high. Yeah. What but about they, the lake of the Ozarks? It's five foot low. It's really low, but that's typical. I, they they do that on Lake of the Ozarks every year, which is not a bad thing. Uh, it concentrates fish fish a little bit more, but more importantly for me, I get to go down there and work on my steak beds. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you went with the guys to shock, yeah. blow the dam at yeah. Truman, right? Well, tell tell us about that. Oh, uh-huh. it was just such a it's just unbelievable. And, and we were there. It was the second week of March, and it was the fish were just moving up there. The white bass hadn't moved up there yet. They said in another two or three weeks. Uh, where we were shocking, they said it would be s- solid white bass where you could just walk across them. There'd be so mm-hmm. many, but there was only a few white bass. But the the walleye were were up there, not in huge numbers, but it was just the size of the fish were so impressive. We the biggest two that we had were fourteen pounds, <laughs> and we had between ten or twelve and fourteen <clears throat> pounds. We had over twenty, and. The smaller ones, you know, the three to four to five pound range. I think that that day we had like 180 fish in about an hour and a half of shocking. And wow, it's it's just impressive. It's so much fun to see. It's just like uh, you know Star Trek, something vaporizing in front of you. you. All of a sudden, these just gigantic fish come up out of nowhere. But I'll tell you what's kind of funny is the spoonbill. Mm-hmm. The big-bodied fish oh, like boy. that, they do not like that. Oh, I bet they go ballistic. <laughs> they, they do, yeah. They go dancing on the water, get away from that electronic, that uh, well, electric my, current. My first wife didn't like that either. Yeah. Didn't think about it. <laughs> I did, but, but, hey, um, so they, the walleye come up and lay up. Yeah, and then we've got a, a boat that – so we put them in a, a big tank on the shocking boat, and then another boat comes up, and they're transferred to that boat. That boat runs up to the boat ramp where the trucks are waiting, and they put them in – trucks and take them to the hatchery which is not very far from from there it's only a few minutes from there mm-hmm. and then they inject them with a uh, a hormone to get them to ripen immediately and then they milk the males and the females and mix the eggs together and i haven't seen that process at the hatchery with walleye now i've i have like seen it see with, i've yeah. seen it and i've helped with rainbow trout mm-hmm. which is a hoot i mean it's cool it's a lot of work and those guys <laughs> you know they they do a great job with it so, uh, yeah, we need to go tour the hatchery. But that was it. And They wouldn't let us in there, would they? Well, oh, they're, I, yeah, they'll let oh, you in there. They're nice guys. Yeah, well, I mean, mean, absolutely. They're not mean. Not at all. But huh. they, they wouldn't give me any walleye. What? I, I thought, you know, what? one of those. That's un-American. Of one of those isn't going to hurt. Nothing. Nothing. And take one of those 12-pounders out in the flame. They had no sense of humor when it came to that. <laughs> I, I guess a dumb question I would ask, I mean, uh, does this hurt the fishery? Does this? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, the fishermen down there will tell you any time that those boats go out there shocking, it just kills the fishing down there. Does it kill the fish? I mean, do no. a certain percentage of these fish die? They say no. They, they say no? Right. And they what they say they're all, they bring them right back and release them back into the lake. They take them back to the spot where they caught them and turn them back loose? Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, down below the dam. Huh. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that weird? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder uh, what's that generate? Does it generate a million fry? Does it now that generate? I'm not sure. Now we'll get Clint back on, and and I asked him. I talked to him last week, and this he thought it'd be about this week or next week when they were going to start doing it. And he's still familiarizing himself with what's going on with all of the hatcheries. Clint Hale, he is now uh, director of all of the hatcheries in Missouri, but he he was not 
up to speed yet with the uh, the hatchery down there at at Truman, the uh, mm-hmm. Lost Valley or Hidden Valley, I Hidden think it's Valley. called. Yeah, Hidden yeah, Valley. Yeah. But he was going to try to to do that, and then we're going to get back together, maybe get him on the show again. We need to get him. He's a nice guy. Oh, too, he's right? yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, very good guy. Uh, well, he just got married here. When, when it yeah, it's been year four or five years. Oh, has he been that yeah. long? Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. the honeymoon's over. Oh, it was over. Oh, was it? Yeah, the oh. next day. I'll be done. No, she's a sweetheart. Oh. <laughs> I they, catered their wedding. They, they, they change right after you marry them, you know. I know. And yeah. they try to change you, you know. And for the good, usually, you know. Yeah. Men are kind of weird. Kind of? Well, that's what they tell me. I don't know. You're a fine example. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> you think Janet's still listening? I hope so. Oh, I do too. <laughs> she, you don't think she's real mad, do you? Uh-uh. Okay. I'll find out. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll send her some flowers. Okay. How would that be? <laughs> hey, we are brought to you by Surag out of Four City, Savannah, and Osborne, Missouri. The nicest people that you will ever do business with, professionals. Between the three managers, they've got 115 years of experience. Duh. And as you understand, in the ag business, we have a lot of farmers listening to the show. You better make every inch of your ground count from here on out because the input cost is off the scale. It doesn't seem to get any – they said fertilizer's down a little bit. Is it down a little bit? Do you know? Ours is up 18% so Ours far. Ours is up 18%? Yeah. yeah that's, uh, I, I, I heard that. I was watching CNN. I heard that. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. Um, anyway – but anyway, these guys are professionals. They'll come to your farm, and they'll look at it, and they'll go, hey, you need this, that, this, that, and the other. And then you need to come back and do this or that, and they will make it work for you. I've never been around a nicer bunch of guys in my life. I've been using them now for 15, 16, 17 years, I guess it is, and I love these guys. These are they, – they care. They come to my farm with a great attitude, and I like that. And they sprayed and, and got rid of – I had a weed – you ought to have been there with me, Tobin. You'd probably be able to ID this weed. <laughs> i never seen anything like this before. Really? It's all the snow goose salt. They brought it in there. It's know. there now? It was last year, and they got yeah. rid of it for me. Oh. Wow. And they pulled it up, and they used some Latin term or something. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but these are the finest people. So if you're looking for phosphate, potash, sulfate, urea, nitrate, pelletized gypsum. You ever use pelletized gypsum? Yeah, Absolutely. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, in your in in your farm, absolutely. Now, in, in a lawn situation, we've got other products that we use. Earthrite is is a liquid yeah. that is really good for loosening up clay soil. But well, I got clay soil. I got the tightest soil in America. Oh yeah, you got yeah. that gumbo. Yeah, you in got... the middle of July, I get stuck out in the middle of cornfield. I mean, that's how tough that is. It just spins out. But anyway, these are the guys you want to use. Rich or Paxton at Four City, Randy at Savannah, and Jeff at Osborne. Gonna love them. Love doing business with them. They're my kind of people. Can't say enough good things. You're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. We've got to take a little break. We'll be right back with you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are proudly the Midwest Outdoors. is proud to have Altec Industries as a sponsor of our show. Altec is the leading supplier of products and services for electric and utility communications, contractors, lights, and sign and Tree Care, design, manufacture, and sell products to provide service for more than 100 countries throughout the world. On a personal note, I have many friends who work at this company, and they love it. 
They treat their employees like friends and family. If you want a great career, look no farther. Currently, they're looking for welders, assemblers, engineers, automotive painters, procurement analysis. What is procurement analysis, guys? Anybody smart enough? No, Blanks. everybody went blank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I suppose you get parts, don't you? You know what procurement analysis is? Sure. I probably uh, analyze the purchases necessary yeah. and uh, the cost and all of those things. Huh. I'm going to have to call them ask them about that. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Anyway, um, currently they're looking for welders, assemblers, engineers, automotive painters, procurement analysis, material handlers, engineering technologists, and associates to work in their parts and distribution warehouse. They offer great benefits, including three weeks of paid vacation. That's where you come in, Mark. Three weeks. I'm all over that. 21 days on the lake. Yeah, I'll take that. Wouldn't hurt you a bit. I see their equipment everywhere, every day. They're unbelievable. It, not just elect, uh, the you know, electric uh, companies, but I also see a lot of tree companies. They have their yeah. their booms. and, and they, they, they ship to 100 countries around the world. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're wow. big medicine. And they're in St. Joe, Missouri. They offer great benefits, three weeks paid vacation, on-site medical facilities, tuition reimbursement, and $2 an hour for shift differential. There's a great <clears throat> company to work for. They're located in St. Joe. For more information, go to altec.com. That's jobs, altec, A-L-T-E-C.com. Boy, I've seen those guys that work there, and I've seen their paychecks. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. So if you want to change your career, here's what I'd do. I'd move to St. Joe, Missouri, and uh, cool little town, and uh, go to work for Altec and have a good career with them. And they're going to be around forever. So what the hey in the deal. Uh, now, when we were talking about when they were milking all the walleye, and then they take them back to the same spot and turn them loose. Supposedly all of them. Now, that... <laughs> that fish is done for the year. Don't they just yeah. they mate once just once a year? Yes, correct. And then so they're done. So they're going to yep. turn around and go back to Lake of the Ozarks yep. after that. Yep. And you know everybody gets out and fishes for them this time of year because they're up on the bank and you know you can find them and they're very accessible from the shore. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just hardly ever fish for them this time of year. Turn your phone off, Fred. What the heck? At least you had it in your pocket close to the microphone. I brought this down on purpose. (laughs) But, you know, it's such a hit and miss proposition. And once they have spawned, they go back into the lake, and they have about a two- to three-week recuperation Uh period. And then they get the feedback on, and that's when I like to fish for them. They're way more predictable, and they're easier to catch. But they're catching – right now, they're, they're catching some walleye. Toby Lewandowski. Uh, yeah, I heard them catching walleye. Yeah. I heard three or four reports <clears throat> yeah. of people catching walleye already. Yeah, right. Now, these are out deeper, mm-hmm. uh, deeper fish and trolling trolling for them and main lake flats. Uh, Brian Andreka, uh, fishing out of Clinton, he's catching walleye and saugers or saw guys. And, oh, he's got some he's got some wipers going. Oh, really? And, already? Yeah, deeper now. He's catching, man, 30, 35 foot of water. water. But he's got a, a new podcast going on. Um, that's the Can- uh, Kansas Angling Experience, huh. and he just started doing that last week and doing a really, really good job. But hybrids. I mean, he's catching some big ones too. Wow. Six, seven, eight pound oh, hybrids. Oh, work. Yeah, and get deeper. Oh, I know. He's then he's using uh, plastic body jigs, kind of like a sashad. I don't remember exactly the name of the one he was using, but it's it's kind of like a more of a narrow bodied sashad with a quarter ounce head. Uh, chartreuse head. How's he getting it down? What's he it's doing? a quarter ounce head, it's just quarter, vertical jigging. It's vertical, vertical jigging. Uh huh. 
And these he's fish not trolling are, for them off the flats. He just nope. vertical jigging. Yep. Yeah. And catching walleye. Uh, well, every now and then walleye, but a, and a several wipers. Wipers. Yeah. Uh, I'll now, take those. You said uh, right here on the air just a minute ago, fourteen pound walleye. Mm-hmm. And you saw more than one, two. We had two, and I netted one of them. Fourteen pound walleye. Yeah. Yeah. Does that tell me there's an eighteen pound walleye in there? Oh, well, there's yeah, absolutely. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I I I don't have any doubt that there is. No doubt. None. You surely yeah. got some doubt. I mean, my yeah, goodness. and I told you this was about three weeks ago. I ran into a guy at a gas station down at in Warsaw, mm-hmm. and he had started the week after we had we had that real cold snap of of weather back the middle of December when it got down below zero, and the lake iced up. But as soon as it and it was just the the coves mainly, but once it thawed out, which was just the first or second week of January, he started going out on the main lake. Trolling crankbaits, and he likes bigger crankbaits, minimum four inches, but he'll go up to seven-inch crankbaits. And he goes out on Main Lake Flats on Lake of the Ozarks, and he likes to find the drops at seven feet. And where those flats drop off into seven feet and beyond, that's where he trolls. And in two days, he had over 60 walleye. I'm from Missouri. I know. Yeah, I mean, he says he does it all winter. And uh, then after they spawn, they'll come back and he'll catch them that way in the summer too. Uh, he lie. seemed like I, a straight I, shooter, I, but you well, know, you know, some fishermen will lie. I hate to stretch the truth. Stretch the truth. Yeah, that's not a two-pound crappie. <laughs> right. That's the deal. Bob and Casey Canton are in here with us. We're, we have been apologizing all morning to his wife Janet. I I didn't. I was making a joke, Janet. I giggle. <laughs> Life. This is not serious. What, and Mark, Tobin, if you caught an 18-pound walleye, oh, it'd yes. be the last fish you'd ever catch in your life. It would, but I would die happy. What a way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see it, but I'd let it go. I mean, you can't eat a fish that big. You eat. would let it go? Yeah, absolutely. Tobin? I would. Would you really? Yeah. An eight, take a picture Anything, of it. I would think. I, I just like the smaller ones. Um, you know, three to four, five pounds maybe, but those bigger ones, I'd like to let them go. There's not that many, or you know, well, maybe there is, and I just don't, I don't target them like I should. <laughs> I get distracted pretty easy. I sent an order down for you several times <laughs> now to go get me a walleye, and you get distracted. I know. And you see the white bass chasing the shad, and or, that's the end of the fishing day. Or I but. catch a white bass while I'm trying to chase the walleye, and it's done. Or a crappie. I'm worried about you. <laughs> What the hey, you know. Uh, the Sportsman's Expo. Yeah, Open Season Sportsman's Expo today and tomorrow. I'm going to be there in just a little bit. All right. Yeah. Well, if you would like free tickets to that. Now, you know, the, the, the thing is about the, the Open Season Sportsman's Expo, there's over 90 booths there that you can go visit. And there's a lot of equipment that you can buy there. And it's gotten so convenient to buy things online. And that's a that's very easy and convenient. But the thing is, you can go here to the expo, and you can actually pick up things and feel it. And it's such a better way to buy. And it's going to be raining today, so you're not going to. Yeah. N- not very many people are going to be out fishing today. So go to the Open Season Sportsman's Expo. It's over at the Overland Park Convention Center. If you would like to have free tickets, uh, give Joe Falco a call. I'm going to give you his cell phone number. He said, call him, and he will get you into the expo. 
Uh, tickets are $10 online. Kids under 12 are free. But Joe's number is area code 913-530-0010. I'll tell you that one more time. It's area code 913-530-0010. You give him a call, and he'll get you in there free. Not, not, one, not. Yeah. <laughs> you had somebody that went there. Who, who was it that you knew that went yesterday? Uh, Trevor Reed went yesterday. He said he was impressed. Uh, cool. I uh, can't remember the gentleman's name. I'm so, I'm old. I forget people's names. I meet you, and not that I'm disrespectful. I just it don't work for my brain anymore. But I'm 72 years old. But uh, he he went there and he said I've never. He said it was great. Cool. It wasn't good. He said it was great. He called me at home last night, hmm. and uh, I mean he was just amped up. He's going back today. Oh, nice. And the deal. So you know it's it's. Last year, to say it was impressive is a vast understatement. Yeah. It was cool. And it's bigger and better this year. Yeah. It's going to be And that's really what cool. they hope to do every year is just continue to grow. But got to have support. Got to have people out there to, to go and exactly. visit it. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to – oh, I, I got this. Um, Eddie Salter sent me this new turkey call. And we're going to pop it in the mouth here in a minute, and I'm going to try to yelp with it. I've never – it's not, it's brand new in the package. It's called the Red Shadow. Oh, he, yeah, he was talking about that on the show. Uh, evidently, this must be the cat's meow on this thing. So we'll try that here in a little bit. And deal. So that'll be kind of cool. I really like Eddie. Oh, my gosh. What a great guy. What a good and interview. He, uh, yeah, passionate about turkey hunting is an understatement. Vast understatement. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been around him, but I, I've got turkey fever. Oh, he's just. He, he ranks right there with Kelly Kurtz <laughs> as far as turkey fever. Well, you mm-hmm. remember the story he told about his mom buying a turkey yeah. for him. So he could learn the sounds the turkey make. Yeah. I mean, that's a little different oh, right boy. there. But yeah. Yeah, what the heck. his enthusiasm is definitely contagious. Well, anyway, I like to meet everybody. Come on up to the Sportsman's Expo. I'll be up there for a few hours this morning right after when they open up the door. So if you guys are around up there, look me up. I'll be in there. I'll be that strange guy, the one-eyed guy that's in there, one leg guy, you know. Hey, we're brought to you by King City Lumber, kingcitylumber.com. For you humans out there, you good humans, not just average humans, we're looking for good humans that need an outbuilding for your cow, for your pony, for your four-wheeler, for your boat. There's no finer humans on the face of the earth than kingsaylumber.com. Go to their website, pick out a building. If you don't see what you like, they will help you design and build it. They have master carpenters. And they will not leave your job site until you're 110% satisfied. KingCityLumber.com. Go to their website. I think you'll giggle. I, I get on that website. I can't get off of it. I, 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 I don't know. Something mesmerizes me about buildings. I just think they're cool. You know, what the hey. Anyway, KingCityLumber.com. You're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with you. This bumper music we come back, Mark's always playing the drums in the background, so in case you guys wonder about that. We love our board operator, Kyle. He does such a great job. Isn't he a wonderful human? Yeah. I like him. Yeah, we like Kyle. Well, how long do you figure he'll stay with us? Kyle? Yeah, 100 years. I don't know. Getting up this early on Saturday just kind of sucks. Well, it disrupts his social life. Yeah. He's got a girlfriend. Did I tell you about his girlfriend? No. I know he has a hard time getting out of bed. Well, he's got this girl, and 
Oh, he turned red. <laughs> he kind of portly, but I, I, you know, I mean, to each his own. You know, she got a great anyway, personality. Great from what personality. I hear, yeah. She just really is special. We really like her a lot. She's out here in the parking lot this morning, looking for him. You know. <laughs> Bob and Casey Cantner are in here. I don't know, where do we get? Where do we get? this is getting strange? Bob and Casey Cantner are in here, and we're going to talk about, I guess, a lot of things. But Kansas Wildlife and Parks is one of the issues we're going to talk about. But uh, Bob uh, has got. I guess a form of disability would be the fair statement on the deal. And, mobility, uh, yeah. Yeah, and mobility. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I want everybody, I don't care who you are, to go out and enjoy the great outdoors. And it's kind of a sore spot with me uh, when I don't see wheelchair accessibilities on boat ramps and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It, bother you, it bothers you, doesn't it? Well, I, I wouldn't call it bothers me, but I would say that uh, people with disabilities know that it's an imperfect world, uh-huh. and um, they learn to cope and, and do um, uh, uh, workarounds and things like that. Uh, they do fine uh, without it, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, when you rely on a wheelchair to do your fishing, uh, that really makes life open up to you. I'll bet. So yeah, so um, it, it's important. Sure. And uh, I started working with uh, the uh, Department of Wildlife and Parks uh, through my. I'm a member of the Kansas Commission on Disability Concerns. Cool. And when I got to meet them, um, I came with these issues, you know, and uh, areas that they could improve on and so forth. What I found was that uh, they have plans to improve on that and they're motivated and they care and really yeah and they're actually doing a really great job their issue is money right oh yeah you know kansas is one of the few states that um doesn't get any general tax dollar funds that's a shame for their budget (coughs) compared to missouri and now missouri's got a bigger system than we do, but um, uh, they have three funding sources. It's the fees that they charge, the permits that they charge, and then they get a small fraction of the lottery uh, proceeds from the state. And I think last year that came to $1.6 million. And a lot of people would say, wow, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Drop in the bucket. It's yeah, a drop in the, the bucket, bucket compared to what you want to do. When yeah. you consider that the Department of uh, Wildlife and Parks, they manage 29 state parks, wow. almost 100 wildlife areas, and they have even six nature centers throughout the state. That you know that one point six million and then whatever they can gather from fees and permits, it just doesn't cut it. Doesn't go very far. So mm-hmm. the parks people, they're they're absolutely wonderful. The director, uh, Linda Latterman, is uh, she was president of the National Association of uh, State Park Directors. Wow. Yeah, and she's been nationally recognized for her work in the state of Kansas. And Casey and I got to meet the uh, the park managers at the three largest state parks, which is uh, Clinton and Hillsdale and, and Perry. Uh, one thing that people may not know is that uh, Kansas uh, doesn't have any large natural lakes, not a one. Mm-hmm. All the large ones were created by reservoirs built by the Army Corps of Engineers, and it was all to, done to control flooding. 
And University. yeah, and uh, that in itself presents challenges to the park system because sure. uh, these lake levels can rise and fall, and it can cause an awful lot of damage, and it can shut the parks down. I think it was in 2019, I believe, that we had that huge flood. Mm-hmm. Casey and I stood in a parking lot that was uh, just a few months earlier, uh, 30 feet underwater. Yeah, crazy. And so when you have, wow. you, you try to put in uh, an accessible dock or even a non-accessible dock or a fishing a dock, uh, when the water rises 30 feet, it just destroys it. Yeah, it destroys yeah. for anybody, let yeah. alone a, a disabled or mobile impaired person. You know. So, so on these state parks where they're really designed to control flooding, that's their primary purpose. Sure. Recreation is the mm-hmm. secondary. When uh, you try to control that, what happens, it's a double whammy. If, uh, if, the lake be- if the lake levels rise really high, it causes not only a lot of damage, but there's a huge drop in fees and permits. Mm-hmm. So when they need the money the most <laughs> is when they have <laughs> the money there. the least. Yeah. yeah, And so what I found is they don't need motivation. Uh, they don't even need my advice. They're really good, motivated people that are trying to do the right thing, and they just don't have the funds. Mm-hmm. What, what are you looking for? I mean, what do you want? What, I mean, what, what I mean, it's got to be, do you need a ramp? Do you need, uh, uh, I mean, where what we need to be here on this thing? What are they looking for? Yeah, you know, it, um, it, it permeates every aspect of a state park, whether it's the campgrounds, whether it's the RV Never pads, thought of that. See, exactly. the cabins, the fishing docks, the boat ramps, uh, it just goes on. The parking lots, you know, when there's a lot of flooding, even the parking lots are damaged. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Uh, it, it's everything. Anything that anybody uses at a state park for their own enjoyment needs to be handicapped accessible. Sure. And it even includes uh, the children. Like uh, out at Clinton, they have a, a kids' pond, and they're, uh, they put in uh, an accessible dock for those kids to learn how to fish which is a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. They've mm. even put in uh, occasionally, uh, not actually I can only think of one, they put in an accessible playground for the children. Oh, wow. Cool. And so it just goes on and on. It, it touches every aspect of the state park facility, mm-hmm. and they, they need money. Exactly what it, it is. Is and there any places that you can go now? To, uh, to fish? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. In fact... Um, all of them really have uh, some form. Hillsdale, uh, Casey and I have been out there, but you can only fish off the um, dock areas right around the marina. It's not really handicapped accessible. There's no real railings and so forth. Um, uh, Perry has a, an accessible dock, but we also fish around the marina there too, You know, just right outside the door of the marina. And so what you're really doing is you're, you're not fishing the lake. You're, you're not really fishing mm-hmm. in open water. You're fishing among the boat slips yeah. is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then Clinton has a wonderful uh, fishing area. But it would be nice, like any fisherman, to be able to fish uh, different areas of, of a, any given lake. Right. Uh, sure, exactly. not, just, not just the one. So, um, yeah, th- there's a lot of work to be done. 
those people care, and they really want to do a great job. They are doing a great job. So you really felt like you came away from that meeting that these people are cut in. They really care about what's going on. Absolutely. And, and you know, let's be just tell like it is. There's such a small percentage of impaired mobility, you know, people, yeah. you know, the deal. Right. But they got the rights, too. Well, yeah. sure. And, and uh, you know, you, you don't hear the disabled community really screaming about their rights very often. That's right. Like yeah. I said, they, they make workarounds and uh, they enjoy mm-hmm. life as much as they possibly can. But I can tell you from personal experience that when something is accessible, it makes life a whole lot easier oh, and much more enjoyable. Yes, sure. I love, uh, I'm not a great fisherman. Uh, Casey and I just like to go out and reminisce about growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, do our little, uh, f- you know, bobber and worm fishing mm-hmm. and so forth. What's wrong with that? But it's uh, uh, it's it's wonderful when I can park close, have a straight shot onto the dock. It's safe. There's no chance of rolling off or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I get to concentrate on fishing and enjoying my brother's company. And uh, you don't mind being seen in public with your brother. Well, we like to go really early <laughs> before anybody else is up. It's usually Casey, still, do you mind him? I mean, it's usually still dark out. So really there. <laughs> now, was there a day when you really didn't get along that good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brother brother thing for sure. <laughs> Now, I, w- I would say there there are uh, a couple of ways to um, help the Park Service. You can use a, a do a legacy contribution of land uh, uh, when you no longer need it or you pass away or, or whatever. You, they can do that. There's the Chickadee checkoff, which is actually on the state tax form, and you can check that off and put in any amount. That is specific to uh, preserve endangered species. And then they have what's called the Wild Trust uh, Fund, and you can just make any kind of a dollar contribution. Wow, cool. Uh, I'm just looking for ways to uh, try and rally all the people that use the state parks, and even those that don't but appreciate uh, that they exist, and um, see if we can't get some funds to make those kids' playgrounds and uh, fishing sure. docks and uh, boating docks, all of that. So, yeah. Do you know if that money can be targeted for those projects? You, when you, when you uh, contribute to the Wild Fund, you can specify specifically, really specifically. The Perry Lake or Milford or you whatever. You can do the lake. You can do the project if you want it to be a fishing dock cool. or a playground or whatever. But I can tell you this, too, that the uh, Department of Wildlife and Parks, they they have a plan. They have a priority list. It'll be years before they get through their priority list, years. Um, and for me, having met them and know how smart and intelligent they're managing those uh, few dollars that they have, uh, I would just uh, put in there, you know, you want it to be an accessible project. And uh, the people with disabilities then can um, benefit from anything that they choose to to use it for. But if you have a particular pet project, you can do that too. 
after you met with these people, did it change your whole attitude toward this? Did you think it was, this will never happen, I'm not going to work this, these people don't care, I don't know what's going on? You well, came away with a different attitude. I, guess. I, I, I absolutely did. You know, uh, I tend to be a little skeptical Me when it too. comes to <laughs> issues like that. <laughs> absolutely. Everybody, right? Yep. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's a government entity and uh, they have their own issues and so forth. But a- absolutely, these people are wonderful people. The park managers that Casey and I um, met, and Linda Latterman again, I can't speak highly enough about her. Linda Latterman? Lanterman. Lanterman. L-A-N-T-E-R-M-A-N. She uh-huh. is terrific. You need to probably uh, target her someday to come do a radio yeah. show you with her, Linda Latterman. Yeah, she knows her stuff. She does, huh? Yeah, she really does. Well, you know, in in this world right now, government doesn't seem to respond to the people. And that's my humble yeah. opinion, which is worthless. But I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it made my day. I can tell you that um, I just made observations when I went fishing with my brother. Casey is really good about getting me out to, to do things that I can't normally do on my own. He spearheads that. And we went out to these parks, and I make observations. And uh, I went to a, the next com, uh, commission meeting, and I just mentioned it. And the commission jumped right on it. And the wow. next thing I know, Linda's calling me and invites me to tour the parks with the park managers. What? Wow. Yeah, wow. it's amazing. And I and Casey joined me, and uh, we toured those. And my first impression was, well, you don't need me. Uh, I went there to tell them how they could do better. They, they know better, huh? They know they better. They're, they're, they're just people. limited. Their hands are tied. And, and they, you know, my dad always used to say when we would go to state parks and so forth, every time we would go fishing or go to a state park, he'd say, you know, this is the way to spend tax dollars. Uh, makes sense. He always it? said that. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, the Kansas Wildlife and Parks Department, they spend their dollars very wisely. They make the we most, work with them. Yeah, they make the it. most out of everything. And a lot of guys volunteer yeah. out of their own hip pocket and drive yes. their own truck. And yeah, we we were down there with them, and they're good people. Oh, I we love these people. They got problems like any other agency, absolutely. but but they'll work their way through it. It might be very slowly, but they, if they get funding. They'll be okay. Yeah. Casey, i got to ask this question. How many of these general stores do you own? <laughs> I, just, I, I just wish I got a little commission off of them. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I don't. Well, let's work on that a little bit. You know, what the hey. I, I'm, 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 you know, that turns my whole attitude around. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it should. That's good. And I hope you get to meet Linda and... Um, and even the park managers, they're all motivated. Mm. All of them are great people. Uh, I never ran into any resistance. Didn't expect to, but um, they're they're wonderful people. They know what they're doing. They've cool. got a plan. They just need money. They just need money. It's as simple as it you gets. Know? And if you enjoy the parks, and I know that uh, we all hate paying the fees and the permits and, th- and things like that, and it can add up. Uh, but if you really enjoy the the parks, make it accessible for everything. And, and one more point, no matter uh, what they do, whether we're talking about a playground or whether we're talking about a fishing dock or a boat dock or, or uh, the accessible toilets within the state park or the campgrounds, the, the RV pads, it doesn't matter when it's a, the cabins. When it's accessible, it's not exclusive to people with disabilities. Anybody can use them. 
and you'll find yeah, exactly. that you'll find that they're Good e- point. you'll find that they're easier to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have an aging population nationwide, but especially mm-hmm. here in Kansas. And, and in the studio. <laughs> my co host. Yeah. And in this studio. <laughs> and uh they um they can use it as well, uh well into their retirement years. It, it's well mm-hmm. worth the money spent. Oh absolutely. I would, I would mm-hmm. urge everybody to um to to donate. So I, I would say it, you probably go to the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks website, and you can find that's where you would be directed to be able to make these donations yeah. or get involved with these projects. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, right at the. You go to the head page, and if you go all the way down to the to the home page, uh, it's right there. There's a button that you can click on for donate, hmm. and then cool. it gives you those three options. And it's uh, what's life's all about: helping other people. That's it's right. as simple yeah. as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, but it helps everybody. You know, if you want to be happy in life, help somebody else. That's it's just, exactly it's right. just simple as it gets. Yeah. And people true. just you know just help somebody else. That's true. Whether it's opening a door for them or, or getting them some groceries or whatever you're going to do, you yeah. know. Deal. Help somebody else. Yeah. Deal. I'm I'm amazed at how self centered we've got as Americans. And I'm I'm pointing fingers at me first, you yeah. know, so don't tell me I you know, I I do stupid things like everybody else. But you know, you can help out and it doesn't take much at all the deal. Casey, you're the only person I've ever talked to that's been to Alma, Nebraska. Several times. Isn't that beautiful out there? I've, I've been there. Yeah, so, You've been there? Yeah, two, two of them. Yeah. All three of them. Mark, you've never been there, have you? Nope, haven't heard of it. Love yeah. Alma. Yeah. That lake out there, it's huge. It's great fishing out there. Yeah. they got a great golf course out there. And then nine miles away in Franklin, Nebraska, is another fine golf course. Yeah. So we like to go out there on vacation. Just hang out out there. Yeah. And yeah. the people out there are just so nice. Oh, yeah. I went out uh, several times. I did a bow hunting seminar in Alma one time many 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 years ago and i told you earlier i thought maybe it might be 50 60 people show up i thought there was thousands came and it was unbelievable yeah and they're the nicest people now, back in those that day they had a million dollar mark you'd be you'd like this had a million dollar tag on a walleye in the reservoir <laughs> really yeah i think it was insured by the lloyds of london or something and they if you caught that fish you got a million dollars in cash huh? wow and I put my money on you. <laughs> you could do this. Unless the white bass were biting. Yeah, well, yeah. For the crappie, uh, then I'm yeah. done. But for a million bucks, you could change yeah, the tune. Yeah, I might, you know? might, uh, might be able to concentrate a little harder. Yeah. Where's uh, one of the, the favorite places that you guys go? Well, uh, it's out of convenience, and it's a lot of fun. We, It's not a state park. Uh, it's Lake Olathe. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I live in Olathe. Casey's uh, not too far from me in Overland Park, and we go there. They have a great dock, close uh, handicapped parking. It's a straight shot in. There's uh, toiletries, uh, uh, toilet real close, and uh, we just have a a blast. Do they put trout in there Uh, over the winter? I don't believe they do. They don't? No, Uh, I don't think so. uh, They have just about everything else. You can catch some pretty big catfish out there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's one of the funnest days that you guys have had out on the water together? Never. <laughs> they look I mean, at each other. I, I, I think they're all kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they really are. We was out there one day, and I caught a turtle, a stick, uh, <laughs> my shoelace, and a chair. <laughs> and the chair I was sitting in. <laughs> Good day. I, I, Good I, still day. Thought that, I still thought that was fun. Did yeah. <laughs> the chair fight back much, or do you remember? Once I got out of it, I showed it to Bob. I understand. I understand. Every time yeah. we go out there and we're on that dock, people stop by. They're uh-huh. either walking themselves or they're walking their dog, and they always come out and 
So we just met the nicest people out there. We just have a good time. Yeah. But we've really enjoyed our time at the other parks as well. We we spent the night in the cabins out at um, Hillsdale and had a great time. Oh, cool. Caught some fish. Mm. We had a lot of fun there. Yeah, you guys need a pontoon boat. We do, don't we? Yeah. Did yeah. you guys took pictures? I understand while you were there we at the sport at the you know and didn't didn't buy that pontoon boat. Not yet. We're still we're still. We're, we're working on it, uh, which means we're working on our wives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Well, uh, I've got some clout with Janet now. I, I've apologized <laughs> with her three times, you know, so I would apologize for the fourth time. Well, you're still in good with my wife. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. What's her name? Robin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming in here and, and oh, doing the show. Her maiden name is Ramsey. Oh, no kidding. Wow. That's A-S-E-Y. Yeah. Yeah, but we're AYs. We're the weird ones. Sure is. Yeah. What the hey? The Ramsey's out of Tecumseh, Nebraska. I I know exactly. John Ramsey from Tecumseh, Nebraska. There you go. He's a retired school teacher. Yeah. Marin Karen is her name. (laughs) Well, you guys talk to my buddy Joe Falco at it, Sportsman's Outfitter Marine. He'll get you set up with the pontoon. Will you? Yep. All right. Yeah. And, by the way, speaking of Joe, again, let me mention, if you're going to the Open Season Sportsman's Expo today and you would like free tickets, give Joe a call at area code 913-530-0010. Give it to you one more time. That's area code 913-530-0010. And Joe will get you free tickets. I don't hear myself. I don't either. What happened here? Yeah. Okay, two minutes. That's why. Hey, um, uh, Garmin is going to be in here with oh, us yeah. next week. We're going to yeah. talk. Uh, it's going to be a cool show. We'll ever do. I think. I'm just. I'm a fan of Garmin. Yeah. If you right got here a, in our backyard. If you got a question about Garmin products, you better tune in next week. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have the fishing guy and the dog guy. Basically, Garmin products, Garmin avionics. I mean, Garmin is a huge company. Yeah, great, they are great people. May I add for. something? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I don't do a lot of boat fishing. You know, with my disability, I use dock fishing. I have a Garmin castable uh, sonar, and it's about the size of a large bobber. I've seen that. It, do you oh, like I it? I love it. Well, yes, is right. Yeah, and it brings it right up on your phone, and it will uh, tell you the depth and any, wow. any structures under the water. Cool. It'll tell you fish, where they're located, and how many. Now, that's okay, cool. i uh, tell you what we need to all three do. We'll go up to Reed Chevrolet this afternoon buy brand-new Silverados. What do we think? Yeah, they need, they're going to need it for their pickup. Uh, I yeah, mean, for their uh, pontoon. Yeah, pontoon yeah for the pontoon, yeah. And, uh, you go up there and see Trevin. Tra- I'm going to try to get Trevin to come in here uh, real, real quick. Maybe the Saturday after this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I just enjoyed Oh, he's I, such I, a I class. I got so much feedback from when he was talking sheep hunting on the thing. Yeah. But Trevin reads are good people. Reads Chevrolet. Reads all over the doors in a lot of places here in Kansas City. You can trust them 110%. Yep. Good people. Service department is unbelievable. Well, I'll tell Very you what, reasonable. That wraps it up for this edition. Thank you guys for coming in. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you, Bob Casey. Bill Janet, I apologize for the fourth time, fifth time. <laughs> and Robin. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Got to go for this week. The next time we see you, I hope we see you in a great outdoor. Have a great week. So long, everybody. <laughs>